the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a good day. It's a great day. And thank you for joining us. On any, a great any, day, day. any day you wake up on this side of the grass is a good day. That's true. If you want to put it morbidly. That's not morbidly. <laughs> I don't think it's morbidly. Listen to music. <laughs> Everybody needs to smile. There, there is enough going on to drive most people bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, as Taylor said, thanks for uh, joining us. This is Woods and Water, South Carolina. Uh, my name is Roger Metz, and my co-host to introduce the show is my daughter Taylor. Yes. Hi. <laughs> yes. I'm back. She's back in. Oh, oh, oh! Stop the music! Oh boy! What? You are a bona fide high school senior. <laughs> I made it. I've just got one more year left. From Monday, it is exactly three. I've lost count, but it's like it was three hundred and sixty-four days till graduation. Oh my goodness, Monday. Taylor! It's not even. It <laughs> hey, it's time to start counting. Do you have a countdown on your phone? Okay. I'm not that okay. extra. I thought you would have one. I just... Okay. It's within a year. Miss Martin had to remind me and her daughter that we graduated 364 days from Monday. So, it's High coming. school senior. Woo! Wow. I never thought you'd survive living here that long. I never thought I would lose my favorite teacher before I got my senior year. Well, but then you moved on. You're taking college courses now, too. Yeah. So... Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's just a great bonus, don't you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I also survived prom, believe it or not. Survived prom. <laughs> we made it through no no crisis except for the daggum boutonniere. What? <sighs> don't ever get a boutonniere from Angles. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, we're not even gonna go there. <laughs> I still I, have there's a enough drama in this world without y'all adding to it about your boutonnieres and needles and everything have a else. Grudge against yeah, yeah. No, we need we need to laugh. We and, and uh, years ago, my niece Lindsay. Yes. It was at Thanksgiving or something. We got to telling Chuck Norris jokes. Oh gosh. You remember that? <laughs> We're sitting at the table, come on, just rolling jokes. And, and seriously, with all the stuff going on in the news these days and gas and everything else. Um, I'm sorry, I never thought gas would be a crisis around here. Yeah, you don't remember the 70s. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Not born yet. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just, you know, hey, Chuck Norris is always a good one. Let's see. Uh, we used to do weekly Chuck Norris. We used Norris to do, shows. yeah, it kind of got old and then I stopped and we might need to resurrect it again. Maybe, maybe that's one of the, put that on the list of things we got to talk over. Starting next week. <laughs> the list. The list. There's a yes. list. There's a list. <laughs> oh, joy. We have a list of. Don't 
don't you know I just love topics this. and guests and everything and then periodically during the year we have to reassess and get our schedules together. We're holding back this week because there's some we have some good news coming out of the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance, but we have to wait. Mm-hmm. Just a bit. Um I hate waiting un- until the the all the people are gone from Columbia. All the people. <laughs> Chuck Norris can strangle you with a cordless phone. Remember that would that would be funny? <laughs> a cordless phone. <laughs> um Chuck Norris can kill your imaginary friends. <laughs> wait, 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 Chuck Norris tells Simon what to do. <laughs> tell Simon what to do. Chuck Norris makes onions <laughs> cry. Uh, <laughs> um Chuck Norris has never blinked in his entire life. Never. <laughs> Chuck Norris can speak Braille. <laughs> the dark is afraid of Chuck Norris. <laughs> Let's see. What is this? The flu has to get a Chuck Norris shot once a year. <laughs> Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo is hiding. Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird. Chuck Norris sleeps with a pillow under his gun. Death, death once had a near Chuck Norris experience. <laughs> <laughs> MC Hammer learned the hard way that Chuck Norris can touch this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> These are so bad. A, bullet, a, bullet, a bulletproof vest wears Chuck Norris for protection. <laughs> what is it? Chuck Norris once won an underwater breathing contest with a fish. <laughs> it takes Chuck Norris 20 minutes to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> Chuck Norris can make a slinky go upstairs. <laughs> Chuck Norris can squeeze orange juice out of a lemon. <laughs> Chuck Norris can clap with one and hand. Freddy Krueger has nightmares about Chuck Norris. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought we all needed to laugh today. Let's start. Uh, let's see. Um, wait, wait, let's, wait. If you spell Chuck Norris in Scrabble, you win forever. <laughs> Chuck Norris threw a grenade and killed 50 people, then it exploded. <laughs> Chuck Norris beats rock, paper, scissors, cannonballs, tanks, super destroyers, <laughs> nuclear weapons, exploding stars. I could go on. When Christopher Columbus discovered America, he was greeted by Chuck Norris. When we first landed on the moon, the astronauts noted that there was noted there was a print on the moon that said Chuck Norris was here. <laughs> Mission Impossible is originally set in Chuck Norris's house. I can't. Uh, I can't. I gotta quit. Oh, man. There is no chin behind Chuck Norris's beard. There's only another fist. Chuck Norris can dribble a bowling ball. Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris does not sleep. He waits. Oh, man. Chuck Norris counted to infinity. Twice. <laughs> when the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay. Okay, One more. <laughs> One more. Chuck Norris can play the violin with a piano. <laughs> One more. One more. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris ordered a Big Mac from Burger King. 
and got it. What? That made absolutely no sense. Chuck Norris ordered a Big Mac from Burger King and got it. What? Oh, think about it. I'm this blonde. is fun. I know you're blonde. You're blonder now than you have been in a while, and I like it <sighs> a lot. I have an excuse to be stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, you can only, uh, normal people can only get Big Macs at McDonald's. Chuck Norris ordered one at Burger King <gasps> and got it. Oh! And everybody clap for her. She, uh, she got it. Oh, smart. <laughs> so anyway, I know we just wasted eight <laughs> minutes of the oh, show. segment. But I just, you know. <laughs> I I hope everybody enjoyed laughing. If you didn't enjoy laughing, uh, check your pulse. <laughs> no, you all have a friend, but it takes a little extra longer to get a joke. Yep. I am that friend. Yep, you're that friend. But anyway, uh, yeah, we do we do have some some stuff to to talk about this this show. Um, rearranging schedules again. Gosh, it's one of these days it will calm down. In will fact. It? Monday is the tax deadline, so one way or another, things are going to calm down a lot after Monday. Um, and then we'll get back on a, a regular rotation of guests and topics and, and stuff like that. get back in the station. Yeah, we're going to go back to the studio some and do some live stuff and, and give stuff away. Got some giveaway stuff we've been hanging on to. So, yeah, it will um, it will be fun again soon, maybe. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't enjoy a good Chuck Norris joke. Or a so, hundred. Or a hundred, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> read, read fast enough where you start crying and all that. Uh, but anyway, do we have we do have a short chart, uh, chart of accounts. Oh, gosh. Let's just go to break. We'll pick this up on the other side. Y'all hang on. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, the second segment of Woods and Water South Carolina. I think I saw you bouncing over there. Um, no, I didn't. We, I was going to say we had a calendar of events, chart of not a chart of accounts. <laughs> Tells you where my mind is these days, or at least another Nerd. couple anyway. Nerd, yes. Okay. <clears throat> 32 years. How old are you? Almost you twice, don't know almost how twice old as long as you've been your on this earth. Daughter is. I know how old you are. Almost oh, twice oh, as long. But speaking of nerd, I am one. How's that? Finished up with all A's. Oh, that's true. You did. <sighs> all A's. Imagine being a blonde nerd. <clears throat> See, I can be stupid when I want See, to and use my blondness is, for an excuse. And just for future reference, I've told you this time and time again. Me? Yes. Oh, you're talking to me. Okay. Yes. Guys. Absolutely hate girls like you. Guess what? That blow test curves hey, and all that hey, out of the water. Hey, guess what? What? I don't care. I know you don't. I know you don't. Any but chance I get to show up anybody, yeah, I, know. I will take it. Yeah, this is the problem. Okay. But anyway, we do have a calendar of events. Uh, do, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> you ready for this? Go ahead. It's a short calendar. Yes. Did we already say he was brought to you by? No. 
Okay, it's brought to you by Green Punk. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Visit, Visit Anderson and Green Punk? It's Visit Anderson. It really Anderson. doesn't matter. Visit, Visit, we'll do Visit Anderson and... Green Pond Landing and Event Center. Good job. Thank you. Okay. So, this is this is, this is is the Bohick Marina calendar events. Is that right? No. This is the Govan, South Carolina Governor's Cup oh, Billfish Tournament. That whole thing? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Starting May 26th through the 29th is the 53rd annual Georgetown Blue. Is the rest of it cut off? Yeah, the rest of it's cut <laughs> the off. Blue Marlin Tournament. Oh, thank yes, you. Yes, okay. And then June 23rd through the 26th, Carolina Billfish Classic. July 14th through the 17th is the Megadoc Billfishing Tournament. I can finish that one. Yes. Um, July 21st through the 24th is Edisto Invitational Billfish Tournament. And then it says returning in 2022 is the Bohicket Marina Invitational Billfish tournament. I'm yeah. gonna guess that's what yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's okay. it. And actually, <clears throat> I am. Uh, I am supposed to be with me. Yeah, the Carolina. Yeah, the Carolina Billfish Classic. Mm-hmm. Of course, Georgetown is May 26th, 29th. Um, Megadoc. Mm, I forget what that one is. Of course, Edisto. That's self-explanatory. Uh, but the Carolina Billfish Classic is out of Mount Pleasant, and I am currently we. Well, you're not. We're going down. I'm not and what? Gonna, and we're going to cover, but you're not going to go out. I'm slated to be out there like as a onboard observer. Oh, that's not even fair. Well, get your own radio show. Uh, 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 um, but anyway, oh, yeah, so whoa. that's your... It, it, it's really cool. If you're in any of those places... On those weekends or during those weeks, it's it's really cool to go down to the docks, watch the guys pull in in the afternoons and evenings, even get up early in the morning and go to a launch. That's pretty cool, too, if you like early mornings. Um, it's just a really cool thing to get. And I've never covered this before, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a, really an institution in South Carolina. Okay, so, we get it lucky, Duck. Yes, I am. So anyway, all right, so changing gears from salt water to the fresh water. Saturday, June the 5th, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., the 11th annual Saluda River Rally is being held. Uh, get a ticket at eventbrite.com, Saluda River Rally tickets. It's a fun fundraiser for South Carolina Special Olympics Area 14 Anderson County Athletes, hosted by Anderson County and supported by local local partners. Paddle options, the nine-mile paddle. Three and a half to four hours from Dolly Cooper Park to Piedmont Dam Portage. Uh, must be in the water no later than 1 o'clock. 15 mile, which is a five and a half to six hour from Dolly Cooper Park to the Piedmont Dam Portage and then to Timberman Junior Kayak Launch, must be in the water no longer than 10 a.m. and leave Saluda River Grill no later than 2 p.m. to paddle the entire course. You must provide your own boat and personal flotation device. Uh, no boat, no problem. Saluda River Rambler will be offering a special rental rate for rally participants. You must secure your rental prior to the event. The $35 entry fee includes a boat registration, an event T-shirt, one barbecue plate at Saluda River Grill, return shuttle to Dolly Cooper Park, one primitive campsite at Dolly Cooper Park. Um, Additional T-shirts and barbecue plates will be available to purchase. Uh, There's a waiver, you know, on-site registrations available, lunch from 11 to 3. you got to be out of the water later than 5 because the last shuttle leaves from Piedmont and Pelzer at 5.30. And um, it says right now, 
Face masks will, require, will be required on shuttles, and when social distance cannot be maintained, that might ease up maybe somewhat. So anyway. I'll go for the food. You go for the food. I'll go for the water. Got it covered. What about food and water? Yes. That sounds more like it. Okay. Okay. The upcoming events for the local hiker and the hiker hub. Um, April 17th. Wait, what? 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 What am I missing? We're already past April 17th. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're down here. Oh, that makes more sense. Oh, my gosh. We are having a blonde day today on the show. I just use purple shampoo. So Is that what smells? <clears throat> hey, it smells good. <laughs> okay. May 22nd, the Wilderness First Aid Class. I want to do that. Well, just saying. Okay. And then also the 22nd is meet up at the Hike Sam Knob Loop. It's a meet up hike at Sam Knob Loop. Yeah. You need to practice this a little more sometimes. I don't know anything about hiking. I know. We just go for long walks in the woods. <laughs> That's our definition of hiking. I want to go do that first aid thing. That looked cool. Those are, are good okay. to have. They are good to have. Well, call them. Get the details, and we'll go over and do it. I'm down. Well, it's up to you then. All right. June 12th, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., the first annual South Carolina Kick and Bass for Troops Kayak Bass Fishing Tournament. This is an online event uh, by Socks and Cookies. Uh, online at tourneyx.com. And uh, join us June 12th for the first annual South Carolina Kick and Bass for Troops Kayak Fishing Tournaments. Proceeds benefit Socks and Cookies Mission and deployed military units in South Carolina. Uh, prize and sponsors are to be announced. Fish any public access water across the state. And uh, registration is 30 regular military veteran, 20 and first responder, 25. And you can find out more at the Facebook page for uh, Socks and Cookies. Ooh, cookies. Or the first... Oh, my gosh. You're what? playing this blonde thing up today, aren't you? I, I want food. Okay, I had food. You always want food. <laughs> anyway. Started off with barbecue. Now we got Yeah, cookies. I know. And I, uh, I don't know whether to do that. Well, okay, this is the time of the year when you're playing in the dirt. Okay? Yes, yes. It's the time of the year playing in the dirt. And if you have... Soybeans, and you want to plant soybeans, and I haven't looked into this, but I finally did this year. Um, average planting date, they have groups from soybeans from like 1.8 to 3.2, and I'm in the 1.9 and 2.0 group. And if I plant by May 23rd, they mature by September 19th. What is that based off of? I don't know. It's, should you plant earlier maturing soybean oh. varieties? <laughs> oh, so it's based on the variety. Yeah, and I have a Roundup ready in National Deer Alliance. Let's see here now. We, this it, is it, called. It's conveniently sitting right beside him. Yeah, it is. And it's Extend Roundup Ready Soybean Seed by Bear Seed Company. Now, that's going to be, in a, that's just part of it. The other part is going to be. What else did I say we were gonna get, Taylor? I think we have a list. Um, we were gonna, weren't we gonna get the that ultimate, mix? which is bread for and iron clay peas. I think I already went over this though. What about Round that? top that and one? the DNR quail mix. Oh yeah, the quail mix. That's yep. what it was. Because I do have two pairs of whistling 
<coughs> so far, two love, that I know of. Love the Egyptian wheat. Yeah. And here's something interesting I'm doing, and I've always talked about this. I actually got an article about it too, that kind of goes in hand. hand. Um, when you're when you're planting from year to year, yes. Plant on a rotational basis. If you can leave what you planted last year alone this year, then that gives nesting, brooding, uh, bugging areas for all your ground nesting birds, your quail, your turkeys, stuff like that. Um, so I'm tr- we're trying that. I'm trying that again. I used to do that a lot when I had more time to do it, and I'm back around to where I have a little more time, so we're going to do that this year again. What we planted, a lot of the corn stuff and Egyptian wheat and all that, we're going to leave all that up for a whole year, mm-hmm. fallow, and we're going to plant beside it. And we're going to get on a two-year rotation like that. So it's just, and I've got, a, I've got a little short thing I want to play by Michael Hook about quail nesting habitat and all. And then I've got something called fallow fields here that's good. Because this is the time of the year when you're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, burning, you know. This is one of my favorite times. Like, yes. Besides actual hunting season, I like to get playing in the dirt. Getting ready for it is is really fun. And it, there's nothing like, if you start like early-ish, because I'm not an early riser, but if you start early-ish in the morning and you plant for like a whole day and the heat and the sun and then you're just, you're done after that and then you're just like, ha, ah, I feel successful. And you can look out there and it's even more successful when it starts greening up and poking through. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets really fun. And that's when you know you're in it for more than just... The harvest. Yes. It's, it's a... It's a year-round, it's a wildlife conservation, it's a habitat management deal. A lot of you out there shaking your heads up and down going, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, some of it could be boys that just never grow up and we just still like to play in the dirt. And girls. And I girls, too. I don't think too. I'll ever grow up. That's it. Um, so, you know, just something for you to, to think about. But, yeah, if you're in this planting soybeans, if you plant them by May 23rd, according to this chart... You should be okay, and it should it should mature. Huh. We need to check with Daniel about the Irish Spring soap thing. I asked him about. It. He said it didn't work. It didn't work after he bought what 150 bars of soap. 100 bars of Irish Spring oh, soap to try to keep deer out of his soybeans. And, yeah. And what happened? It didn't work. Yeah, he said they they were all in there the other day. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> that's dinks for you. Let's see. How many how many years is 100 bars of soap? <laughs> Less what you used in the well, experiment stage. Said, I said, you need any soap? I said, no, why? He goes, I got like 50 left over. <laughs> I told him if he had teeth marking it, it would even be even better. <laughs> All right, y'all hang on. We will get to something substantive. <laughs> substantive coming up. Hang on. Misty sunrise in my hometown, rows of cotton about me. I have not heard this song in forever. It's a good song. It is a good song. Great song. <coughs> who, who sings it? Oh, you know, I could, Buddy Jewel. Buddy Jewel. She sings this I one. like this song. Yep. 
Good song. From Carolina down to Georgia. Well, did you? guess it ended. Wow. <laughs> That's a little that short. Was it was only 50 seconds. Normally <laughs> my intros and outros are a minute. Sorry about that. <laughs> Buddy, you can look it up. Look it. <laughs> you can look it up. Yep. Uh, I always like to play this since he did this last year. Oh, I forgot about this. Video. Yeah, it, it's really fun. Michael Hook does some of these little videos, and they're really cool. So bear with me if you've got some you know, some <clears throat> property. This is a real struggle. It was for me until I did it once or twice, and now it's really easy. Um, but listen to this and then uh, and uh, think about what you could do on your end. Hey, my name is Michael Hook. I work with the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. I'm the small game biologist for the state. Also participate in the South Carolina Bob White Initiative uh, Technical Committee. I'm here to talk to you today about a, a pretty simple bobwhite habitat management technique using a, a bush hog. But while it is really simple, it's also one of the most difficult that you can that you can do. Um, so let me jump on real quick. I'll demonstrate it, and then we can talk about it. This is good stuff. Pay attention. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful habitat tool. Now I know that doesn't seem that hard, but it is. You know, this time of year you've got grasses and weeds growing in your old fields, on ditch banks, on roads, around your hunt club. Your neighbors are starting to mow. It's hard to put the bush hog up. But here's the thing. Those birds, those bobwhites, all the other species that are ground nesters, uh, turkeys are using this habitat, the bobwhites are using this habitat, the pollinators, the butterflies, everything is using those weeds. It doesn't look like much, but that's a lot of, uh, of good quality habitat that you're mowing down this time of year. You know, bobwhites are entering their, their peak nesting right now. June, July is sort of South Carolina's peak nesting. They can nest all the way up into October, but really, if, if you'll lay off the bob, the lay off of <laughs> the like uh, bush hog for you know at least till August, that goes a long way. That gives them a lot of habitat to use. They'll they'll nest, they'll use it, they'll move on, and then you can go back to to bush hogging. Um, you know, if you can't not bush hog. Do it with a purpose. Think, okay, I need to do this part of this field right now. That's imperative. I can leave this other section okay for a little while. Um, push hog one side of the ditch bank, but not the other. Uh, if you can transition over from using the bush hog to the disc and doing some winter disc and, and maintaining all your fields and such like that, so be it. That's even better. But at any rate, just be cognizant that while you're out there bush hogging this time of year, you may be mowing down good quality bobwhite habitat. So take that into under consideration. Good luck, and we'll talk to you soon. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. You want everything to look so good and, and 
fresh cut fields and all really look good. Uh, but it was probably six, seven years ago now. I was, um, I was bush hogging in May at the farm and on one lap, I was coming up to a, to a sweet gum tree. Now, sweet gums I can't stand. And, uh, but it was a sweet gum. It was probably like two or three feet tall. So it's probably, you know, I mowed it last year and this is, it came up again. And, um, a turkey hen, I mean, came out between the front tire and the back tire on the bush hog. I mean, it scared me to death. Slammed on brakes. There's her nest underneath that sweet gum tree. <laughs> Surrounded by broom straw and whatever else was going up. And I was like, okay, so I got to stop that. So I went on around, and my next loop, I cut off probably 30 yards before that nest, and went and made a started to make a loop inside of it, and I ran up two fawns, two twins. Yep, I and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I am no longer bush hogging until July, August. And it's tough to get it going. I mean, it, you know, it's hot in August. Mm. You know, it's much easier to go out there in May when it's in the 70s and 80s in bush hog than it is in August when it's 80s and 90s. 90s. But I'll trade the wildlife that I see and the habitat I'm leaving for a clean field mm. or a clean, you know, like he talks about, the you know ditches and roadways and stuff like that. So just something... Putting the disc, putting that bush hogging away is is tough because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Bush hogging is it's enjoyable. You got to teach me how to do it this time. I know I need to. Do I know how to drive the tractor. I just don't know how to bush hog yet. Yes. Okay. The next step. All right. What you got? Well, actually, it's kind of funny that you pulled up that video, Michael Hook, because he's in this article I have about this new. Well, I might need to skip the one I got because he's also oh, in it too. Gosh. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. And you don't normally think about bunnies being deadly to other bunnies. Yes. But thanks to this disease, they are. So, um, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources have become concerned about our new rabbit disease that affects wild and domestic rabbits. And it is nearly always fatal. Rabbit hemorrhagic disease, virus 2, is a highly contagious disease, but... Don't worry, because humans aren't susceptible to it, but they can spread it. I don't know how, but they can. Um, we can. Yeah. We can. We're humans. Well, we can spread it. Oh, it's just weird. We're not susceptible. Bunny disease. Bunny disease. Ugh. Um, so this is a quote from Michael Hook. He said, this is a highly contagious disease that can persist in the environment for a very, very long time. Um, he is a small game project leader with South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, he said in that video. Um and he said these factors can make the disease um, control efforts extremely challenging once it's in the wild and as affecting the populations. Um, the outbreak began in 2020, and it was somewhere in the southwestern U.S., and it caused substantial death to some native wild rabbits. Um, they're calling it RHDV2 was detected in Arizona, California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Utah, Wyoming, and Mexico. And then the most recent case was in Florida. Some of the symptoms are um, loss of appetite, high fever, seizures, bleeding from the nose, mouth, um, difficulty breathing, and sudden death. Wow. That's 
morbid for like a bunny EHD rabbit. D N deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says the virus is transmitted by direct and indirect contact. Um, Hook said sick rabbits or rabbits found dead should not be collected or handled, but you need to call your local South Carolina Department of Natural Resources biologist or conservation officer. Have we detected any in South Carolina, or are they just no. kind of being on the, the outlook for The closest we have is Florida. Okay. So we're still good, but if you see any be on the lookout weird for looking bunnies, bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. Beware. Um, you can get to that next segment. I'll finish this one up with this one. Uh, alligator hunting season is whoop, whoop. well. The, the season's not here, but the application is process is open. Right. Uh, you got four units: southern coast of the middle coast of the Midlands and PD. Uh, all of Lake Marion is grouped into the Midlands unit. Uh, Moultrie is in the lower unit, Unit Two, Middle Coast. Uh, can only a hunter can only hunt in the unit for which he she was selected. You can list the units and rank priority, and the selection will be based upon this ranking. Uh, season is September the 11th through October the 9th. Um, so it's an online application process. I think it's ten dollars to apply. Uh, which is non-refundable, and then once you get drawn, there's an additional fee of, I believe, a hundred dollars. Yeah, the application process is May 1st through June 15th, um, and there's no pro- there's no benefit to applying early. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lottery draw, and they'll be notified beginning in July. This is my fourth year, so I have three points. Did not get drawn last year. Uh, four points. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Um, we will see. I have to. I have to get. Let's see. How was this? Alligator meat can be kept but not sold. Hides and parts may be sold according to regulations. Um. Yeah, it's a hundred dollar fee if you get drawn. And preference points increase your chances of being selected for future alligator hunt drawing. Um. You know, every year you don't get selected, you accumulate one point and one point for every year in which they apply but are not selected. Previous applicants that fail to apply every year would lose their preference points. This is no longer the case. So preference points cannot be transferred. And um, there you go. So if you applied for a gator tag, good luck in the drawing this year. Me, I hope to get one finally. Hang on. Last segment coming up. Starting off awfully low. Good gracious. I've never, I know. ever. That's like it was really low and then it came up. Uh-huh. I've never heard I, that song start that, like that. That's before. one of the other things we're going to do. Oh, boy. Work on bumper music. music. More of mine, I hope. Yeah, we can do more of yours, but oh, you just agree. We need to, yeah, but it's something else we got to work on. Scheduling <laughs> bumper music. Oh, is, is something we got Quit to work on. Me, my muscles are sore. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I broke out the old. Oh gosh, yes, you broke yesterday. out the bow the other day. 
That was quite fun. I I still got it. I was getting like 48s and 49s out there. I was at 10 meters, though. But That's okay. I was still doing good. And I held, but I remembered, I opened my bow case and said, oh, I thought I didn't need one of these. It was one of those arm guard thingies. And I went out there and started <laughs> shooting, and I was like, oh, I didn't need that. Because now i got welts all over my arms. Now you're not holding it right. It's like swollen. You never had that when you shot. It's because my elbows hyperextend. Well, don't hyperextend. I can't help it. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Turn them in just a little bit. That's awkward. No, but that's Whoop. the correct way to shoot. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the correct way to shoot. That's awkward. <sighs> I have so- something. I'm sorry, folks. She is really being a blonde today, and I, hard- <laughs> I apologize for that. But but I have something substantial. Okay. That's a big word. <laughs> I just use a big word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me mute, let me mute you for a moment. Which one are you? There you are. Okay, let's start this over. Let's don't no more blonde. If you if you if you if you gonna go blonde, then we'll cut you off for the rest of the show. You agreed? Okay, I got kind of a look there. I'm salty. Okay, go ahead. Substantial is a big word. I feel like using big words because I'm a senior now. <laughs> Anyway, so I kind of have always wanted to find an article like this. And when I was digging through the pile trying to figure out something for this show, I saw it. I said, yep, that's for me because I'm a high school student and I have friends that do not like me because I'm a hunter. They're not actually friends. They're acquaintances. And so this article, if you haven't gotten it already, is about... Why legal hunting can actually save wildlife and not harm it, which is a point I have wanted to get across to so many people, but they cannot get past the fact that we kill Bambi or we kill the pretty little white doves. No, not white. But I just cannot get it through their thick skulls. Anyway, so this is an article. You can find it on thehill.com. Um, but it starts off talking about how anti-hunters and a lot of environmentalists have started off this year, I mean, we all know things are just, people are like either black or white in certain things. There's no gray. And it's a lot like this when it comes to hunters is because we started off this year super negative and after 2020 it was already negative. But they have made it a mission to paint hunters as cruel and evil individuals. And they don't take into consideration the difference between poaching and legal hunting. And legal hunting, they don't really care to know about. But if they would, they would see it's something millions of people all over the country, all over the world do. Different parts of the world use it for survival. Here we use it for, I mean, yeah, we use it for food. But it's a... It's a way to get people outside. It's a way to bond with friends. It's a way to bond with family and make memories and hit that big milestone of shooting your first deer, going on your first turkey hunt, which I have yet to do. Father, I blame you. Yes, <clears throat> blame me. <laughs> but, and they don't understand that hunters, like we just said, are conservationists. And decades of wildlife science prove that the symbiotic relationship between hunting and effective conservation. Um, a really good example. And hunting also teaches life lessons. Patience. Patience. Responsibility. 
remember going, knowing how to keep up with things. Ethics. I'm still knowing, learning. Knowing the rules and abiding by the rules. Holding yourself accountable when you're when you're hunting by yourself. That's should right. Should I take that shot? Should I not take that shot? That's right. Am I making a smart decision by climbing this tree or climbing that tree or everything like that? But so an example. And and life and death. Mm-hmm. Life and death. There is no reset button on a gun. And there's no. I mean. Once you pull the trigger, there's no recall on that bullet. And that's a that's a that's a huge decision. And, I mean, another thing is, Carry on. you know, watching where you step going in your tree stand. If you're not wearing sure. a safety harness, that could be life or death, too. That's right. Okay. Um, Personal responsibility. <laughs> it, look, it all it all, it all, all plays into the mix. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I get through my example? Go ahead. Um, Six minutes. It's billions of tax dollars granted to state wildlife agencies um, since Congress passed the... First Aid and Wildlife Restoration Act in 1937, which is known as Pittman-Robertson Act. Um, this law pr- provides states with conservation dollars from the 11% federal tax on shooting, on sporting arms, ammunition, archery equipment, and the 10% tax on handguns. Um, despite the contributions, anti-hunters continue to bash sportsmen and women um, by spreading rumors that there's no difference between hunters and poachers. Um, legal regulated hunting is a key contributor to better manage, healthier, and protect wildlife. Um, it's ensuring that species don't outgrow their habitats and everything they have. Um, scientifically determined quotas set aside by state and federal wildlife biologists and requirements for hunting licenses and user fees are crucial rules for illegal hunting because it shows the distinction between the hunters and the criminal poachers. Um, hunters, rather than poachers, want to be a part of conservation efforts on the off-season. They want to get their children and grandchildren out and learn the sport that they grew up loving and hope that they can pass it down through the generations. Because, honestly, if we're not, Getting our, the next generation out there, we're losing a whole generation of conservationists. Not so much hunters, but conservationists. Um, Even if they don't hunt, don't learn continue to, learn hunting. To, they learn the conservation aspect of hunting they um, may carry their entire life. Therefore, they learn, they're invested in it. They learn to respect wildlife and their habitat. I mean, it can go as far as littering, not littering. It could be a difference between Sure. Um, but must... People must understand the immense work that hunters have done. Um, groups like Missouri Department of Conservation helped fund the Blackberry Research. Um, the Savari Club International Foundation provided $100,000 to support the MDC um, in, I think it was 2020, I think. Um, and the black, they're talking about the black bear population increased by 9%. They managed to get that under control because they passed a, what is it, it's the Black Bear Management Plan. And that goes, it's 2020 to 2030. Um, and you have the wolf populations in the western U.S. that we talked about a couple of times. Which are now being delisted because they're they're overreaching the range that they were originally you know, produced and reproduced. Exactly. Now, they're, now they're venturing off where they are protected. Right. And this is um, 
they've marked their market recovery over it in the lower 48 states. So, um, but in order to make 2021 a good year with less issues, people have to realize that it's not all about the emotional part. It's you have to think of you've taken consideration the work, the conservation, and what we're doing. Not just seeing us kill animals, we're helping protect them. And you have to know your facts about it. Nobody pays to do what we do. No. Pure and simple. Mm-hmm. And I have a little something here to go along with that. Why hunting is conservation for Rocky Mountain Oak Federation? Number nine is conservation dollars. They have a top ten. In 1937, hunters requested an 11% tax on guns, ammo, bows, and arrows. Uh, the tax generated $12.2 billion to date and $673 million in 2019. And, and nobody pays to do what we do, restoring wild turkey populations, which we're, we're in a downturn of that, mm-hmm. restoring the white-tailed deer, um, the wood ducks. You know, in the 70s, wood ducks were all but extinct. Mm-hmm. Now they're back because what? A bunch of people funded wood duck, wood duck boxes because there weren't a natural cavity in trees for them to nest. Right. So... Just not, before you go and judge somebody that says, oh, I'm a hunter, or anything like that, you have to know your facts or what they do. You have to know the person. You have to know how they go about their season, if they're legal, if they're not legal. You can't just throw us all into one bucket. That's right. And there are, there are degrees of hunters. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody everybody has their, their own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And from dog hunters to still hunters to stand hunters, you know, we all share it. And, and look, if you don't understand it, talk to someone who who is one. Mm-hmm. Try to get a perspective on it. But don't go in attacking us. That's right. <laughs> that won't go over too well. well. <laughs> um, saw a picture of the the five stand gazebo was hauled into Camp Woody this week. Oh. Yeah, it's really nice. It looks like a big long shed gazebo thing for the five stand sporting clays. So summer camp is obviously on this year. That's and good. and as we as we as we went into last spring, you know, we we said the outdoors is never closed. Mm-hmm. It's always out there, and you know, and there were people saying, "Oh, but you can transmit COVID through the outdoors." Well, good news for everybody involved. A uh, study came out that the CDC said that um, it's a less than ten percent chance of transmission outdoors. Well, there was been a study done. Oh boy. Uh, that's actually studies. that's actually less than one percent chance of transmission outdoors, and uh, the scientists said it could be as little as point one percent. Oh wow! So you know, even more reason to get outside. That's right, and, and when you're out there, don't wear a mask. I mean, even if you if you need to wear a mask, I understand that. That's your choice. I haven't done much of that the entire time uh, by choice. But uh, when you're outside, take it off. Get the fresh Breathe air. Breathe that fresh air. Feel that sunlight. That's some of the best stuff medicine out there. So mm-hmm. anyway, until next time, make time to get out there. Take the back roads if you can. And don't forget the camera. <laughs> we'll see you back here. Maybe a little more organized next week on Woods and Water, South Carolina. Oh,